I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, give me college football or give me. No, we won't go quite that far, but college football is evolving and it's cutting out the less populated, less fortunate states and teams that. Uh, it sounds a lot like the Constitutional Convention back in 1787 uh, when the big states tried to bully the small states for representation. So what's going on? Who's going to stand up? Who will be the Patrick Henry uh, for college football and for the little guy in particular? Uh, and whenever we can bring college sports and good constitutional principles together. We need Dave McCann as our inside source. Uh, Dave, of course, is the play-by-play announcer for BYU TV. He's a contributor with the Deseret News and, of course, uh, podcast The Wise Guys. Uh, Dave, thanks for joining us today. Hey, my pleasure. You know that. Give me college football or give me death. Uh, I serve my mission in Texas. I think there's a lot of people who feel that way. Yeah. So. Ab- <laughs> oh, you had a great piece at the Deseret.com uh, going through this very thing. So let's kind of talk it through because, again, this is a, a fascinating cross-section of sports and policy. Uh, give us kind of the lay of the land in terms of uh, where are we? Well, it's kind of like uh, – the Rose Bowl last year, you got mighty Ohio State and you have Utah. Only the matchup we're talking about today can really be James Madison against Patrick Henry in the <laughs> season kickoff. Um, but there's there's this, this uh, and I was reading about Patrick Henry the other day and then kind of got into to Madison and all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, we've seen this movie. Uh, it's played out in politics and now it's playing out in college football where the behemoths that are getting larger and want more because they have the population on their side and don't care about the others uh, has caused this rift this summer in college football especially but really in college sports that has the outsiders feeling like hey we could be dusted off and left for dead yeah while the behemoths we call them the ac uh the sec and and the big 10 uh have all the money the tv and they're and they're moving away and nobody's doing anything to prevent it. And it's like the smaller states are saying, hey, wait a sec, what about us? And, and who's who's going to fight our fight? And I'm not sure who's going to fight that fight. Yeah, and it's so interesting as you look at that, uh, the exclusivity of some of these deals. The uh, There's clearly some monopoly uh, kinds of uh, forces happening there uh, as just the economy, particularly of college football, 
uh, just continues to explode. Uh, and so as you, you look at that, you mentioned the uh, the Big Ten and the SEC. Of course, they've been luring away uh, teams from some of these smaller places, uh, USC, UCLA, leaving the Pac-12. Uh, what else are you seeing on that national scale, and, and how do you expect this to continue to play out? Well, when the Big Ten announced their $8 billion media deal last week, um, they also said, not on the record, but uh, – reporters like Brett McMurphy, who's who's been pretty uh, credible through the whole process, that they're not done expanding. And then the report this week shows uh, comes out that Oregon is has been meeting with the Big Ten as a preliminary discussion to see if they could possibly uh, come in. And, and that scenario alone, if you're Utah, for example, or anyone in the Pac-12 trying to hold that league together, there's no way you can trust Oregon if there's an inkling of truth to the fact that they may are meeting with the Big Ten because that's where they want to be. So then how can you do a deal with Oregon and trust them that mm. we know you're, you're all on board with us except for when you're not? And uh, if Oregon leaves, then, then the Pac-12 is in, in huge trouble. Um, and so that's been kind of the, uh, the nugget of the week is what is Oregon really doing and um, how all these other schools really, their future hinges on what the Ducks do. Yeah. And if they're not being honest, how can you do a deal with them? Yeah, so fascinating. And, and as these kinds of things uh, roll out, this is obviously where Congress tends to jump in, uh, usually making things worse. Uh, but <laughs> there are some questions that should be asked as it relates to billions of dollars, uh, millions and millions of fans, uh, institutions, many of which are uh, government funded in one way or another. Uh, we know we have a lot of uh, debt forgiveness going on for student loans today, uh, but there's a, a lot of these where government money is going in, may not be going to the football program, but it's probably helping you know build some of those buildings and, and a few things. Uh, and uh, you mentioned this in your piece, Dave, uh, all the way back to 2003, so a nice piece of Senate history uh, going back and talking about, hey, is the Bowl Championship Series, is that a monopoly, and should Congress step in? You know, and, and Lavelle Edwards uh, really was the, the guy who spearheaded it. And he goes back and, and he meets with the panel. And, and you got Senator Orrin Hatch, the Republican from here, and Senator Joe Biden, a Democrat from Delaware, on board threatening government intervention if the BCS doesn't make room for, we'll call him the little guy, even though these are big schools. So they get rid of the BCS for the college football playoff and say, oh, we'll let we're going to protect ourselves, but we'll open a spot under certain circumstances where a team can come in like Cincinnati did last year mm-hmm. uh, to the, you know, what they call it's like their final four. Um, but now with what we're seeing with the shift with the big 10 and the sec and their expansions and where they, where they leave the other guys um, it's almost like we forgot that happened. You know, about history, if, if, if you don't learn from it, we tend to repeat it. And, and so here we are again, and it's, and it's going to take – maybe it is time, and one of the points I made is maybe it is time for the government to, to get involved somehow and say, hey, wait a second, before we destroy a game that all 50 states enjoy uh, with alleged amateurs, um, let, let's set some rules. Maybe there needs to be a national commissioner – um, somebody with some power that can say, you know, like the NFL commissioner or the NBA or Major League Baseball, just someone who's in charge. But right now it's 
The commissioner of the SEC is doing what's best for him. The commissioner from the Big Ten is doing what's best for them. And you go right back to the doctrine of Madison going, we're the biggest, we have the most people, we want more than you. And Patrick Henry's going, hang on a second. What about us? We love to play too. And and here we are. Yeah. And is there anyone out there uh, who can uh, help facilitate the the grand compromise, or the, or are the are the advertising dollars or the TV contracts just so big uh, that there's just not going to be space uh, for the smaller states, the smaller schools uh, to have a place uh, in that uh, football union? It's so wild because as you look at television today, sports is where. The money is, it's where the eyeballs are, um, and it's the only thing that doesn't come with a script. Uh, and I think that's the, the lure of it. Um, when BYU plays South Florida, I have no idea what's going to happen, but i got to watch because I'm affiliated with this or affiliated with that. Um, if it's a show tonight on NBC, well, it was written and produced about a year ago. And uh, so there's no... There's no somebody does know the ending to that, and so boy, an eight billion dollar TV deal with Fox and NBC and and CBS for the Big Ten just screams how valuable live sports is to a Saturday, mm. just as the NFL and on Sunday and 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 then throughout throughout the week. But the money is 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 this time the money is way out there, and um, it might take uh, you getting three guys on your show to hammer this thing out. Um, but uh, it, it almost is going to take someone who says, hey, the buck is going to stop here. Uh, because I think if you ask the Big Ten, the train has already left and they're on it. Yeah, and it's um, their train. <laughs> and it's their train. And you're going, hey, well, could you give us the caboose? And, and maybe that's what the government says is, look, networks and conferences – You've got to provide some cabooses for the teams that are not in those two conferences, uh, or we might have some, some serious litigation, or it just might go to where it feels like it's going, where we're just going to pay these college kids to play and treat them as, uh, as uh, almost like a triple a yeah. the NFL, like, like baseball hasn't nobody really wants that, but man, no one's stopping from throwing down all the money either. Yeah. And so it's really kind of a kind of a head scratcher out here in Utah. There's, Utah's a good football team. BYU's a good football team. But in this state, there's three million people, and and <laughs> that doesn't catch the radar of anybody in the Big Ten. Even Rutgers, as bad as they are, can turn around to the league and go, "We're in the Big Ten because we deliver New Jersey and New York." Yeah, that's right. And there you go. Oh, wow, great piece at the Deseret dot com. Check that out from Dave McCann and. Uh, I will be at least the one screaming, give me college football or give me the on a Saturday, uh, especially as we move towards the fall. Uh, but this is an important discussion, and it will be interesting to see if there are any college football Patrick Henrys out there uh, who will stand up and maybe even take it to Congress and say this is a discussion worth having. Uh, Dave, as always, appreciate your insight and perspective. Thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure to be on your show, Boyd. Thanks. All right. Uh, we'll step aside for one last commercial break. Some final thoughts uh, coming up here on Inside Sources. Stick around. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. 
and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.